Good afternoon and welcome to the Entertainment Plaza Games, where once a week, every week, we try to give you what's hip and happening in the gaming community. I know it must be a little bit new to you guys. We've done this twice already in one week. We might be doing it again. Just keep in touch. Damn skip. But, yep. Before we go ahead and get anything started, I am your host, Brian Plaza, and I'm accompanied here by my brother, Mo. How you doing? What's going on, man? I'm doing great. I have uh, all day today to work on content. I got off tomorrow, so you know what? I'm going to be doing literally probably 12 hours of content, trying to get a bunch of stuff out there for our fans. So I, I, I can't wait. Heck yeah, heck yeah. You know, as always, we are on any and every platform. If you can't catch us here today on Twitch, we will be uploaded uh, probably later on with the next couple hours on YouTube, on any and every podcasting service that includes Spotify, Pandora, Google, Apple, anything that has a podcast, we're going to be there for right. you guys. That is be sure right. to give us a like, a five stars, whatever it is to go ahead and keep our ratings up there. But without further ado, we do have a couple stories for you guys. I'm going to start it off here with story number one. Now, this is coming from GameRant.com, and the title states, Multiverses has incredibly low input lag on PS5. <clears throat> so, the initial impressions of Multiverses from the game's open beta reveal that the game sports exceptionally low input lag on the PS5. Excuse me. Platform fighters have become one of the most popular subgenres within the fighting game community in recent years. The success of franchises like Smash has seen many other developers and brands join in on the fighting game craze with games like Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl and Brawlhalla seeing success. Among the litany of platform fighters, Warner Bros. Games Multiverses has gained popularity for its inclusion of an array of iconic characters like Bugs Bunny, the Iron Giant, and Shaggy. Now reports are showing the game may boast exceptionally low input lag. Input lag is an important factor that fighting games um, that fans are often required to learn in order to excel at a game. The importance of timing, inputs, and each game's input lag has been a major contributor to the popularity of rollback netcode among gamers. Now, many of you guys may not be familiar. Input lag is just basically what the game shows when you move your joystick. Right. So let's say you move your joystick and your character doesn't respond right away. What this article is basically saying is that on PS5, Multiverses has a very, very low input lag, which means when you move your joystick, your character moves almost immediately according to where you're moving, left, right, up, down, all that other stuff. So it makes it a lot easier to get into the fight right away. Now, I do kind of disagree a little bit with this um, article because I have played the game. Um, I did just stream it recently, and it does seem to have a little bit more delay than I would personally like. I feel like testing it out in the um, lab, I have a lot of input lag. Now, I have seen that it is adjustable, so I might go ahead and play with the settings a little bit to see if... I could get a better reaction out of the joystick so that way my moves aren't kind of all over the place and I'm inputting in the wrong direction. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on this, Mo? How do you feel about that? Well, I know, um, you know, one of the biggest things is 
and I've been gaming, you know, literally, I'm, I'm 37 years old. I've been gaming for about 33 of those years. So the, the biggest thing and anything competitive is, oh, I'm lagging. I'm lagging, I'm lagging. Now, whether that's lagging because the game is messed up, lagging because your internet is not up to par, or lagging because of an input lag, which has something to do with development, that's always been an excuse for someone losing or the other person winning, right? So I'm glad to hear yep. that, you know, potentially, you know, obviously you're kind of refuting the report, but potentially this game has little to no input lag. Now, is there ever a time where there would be no input lag? No, that's impossible. You know what I mean? But at the same time, the human mind really can't, unless it's severe, the human mind can't really notice input lag. So when you notice right. it, that means that the input lag is super severe. So it's good to hear that there isn't going to be input lag, you know, that there isn't much input lag or next to none uh, for multiverses. I am definitely excited to get into the game. I'm actually going to download it today. And I'm glad you said that uh, hardly no input lag on the PS5 because I was struggling you know, whether I wanted to do it on my PC or my gaming laptop, um, my PS5 or my Xbox. So I think I am going to go ahead and do it on my on my PS5, um, especially since you've been playing on PS5. I'm not sure. Is it cross-platform? It is. Yep. Okay. Multiversal is cross-platform. So, yeah, and I did. I watched, um, I mean, I only watched like five minutes of your gameplay today, but it looks dope. You know what I mean? And you did your, yeah. your face reveal. So all 17 of your fans were like, oh, who's this I sexy know. guy? That's, that's the face behind that deep succulent voice you know what i mean so yeah baby that's right all you ladies but yeah so i mean I, i'm definitely excited to hear that um you know multiverses is is coming out strong i mean it, it has to compete with the likes of you know super smash brothers although that game is super old it's still yeah. probably number one on everybody's um you know to go list when it comes to a game like that so it's uh I, i'm glad to hear that you know the game is is doing so well now we'll ask you this do you think your internet may have anything to do with the fact that um you have a little bit of lag because i know your router is like downstairs i think right or is it upstairs it's Either it's way. about three rooms over yeah so it's three so. rooms over but you're still connected wi-fi whereas most of the time although i am wi-fi now most of the time when i'm playing i'm on uh ethernet connection do you feel like that may have anything to do with your experience yeah, um, I do feel like it does have a contributing factor to it because I have had issues with that in the past. Okay. Um, with you know other games and stuff right, like that. Right. Um, you know I, you know, there's days where you have good days with the internet, bad days with the internet. Today seemed like one of those good days. Um, I haven't been lagging in any of the games that I've been playing. Um, everything kind of seems to be working good. My frame rates seem to be working good. Okay. Um, so I feel like in this case for today at least. It was more of a, a game issue rather than an internet issue. But like I had said before, um, it seems like you're able to tweak it um, in-game yeah. uh, to move a little bit faster, react a little bit better. So I'm definitely going to go ahead and head in the lab and see what I can do there. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to hear. I mean, and again, we got to remember that this game's still in beta. So, right. yeah, everybody and their mom can play the game as is if, if it was like a full release. But... You know, I'm sure the developers would want people to know, hey, look, if you're having any issues with um, gameplay or lag or whatever it may be, we're still in beta. That's the point of a beta is to find these yep. hardships of the game so that then, you know, they can go back and fix them. So um, to hear that there's very little that they need to do before, you know, the full release, that, that's, that's amazing. So. <clears throat> Heck, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, 
on to story number two. You want to take it away? Yeah, so story number two, one of the games that, you know, you mentioned you were streaming uh, today, Multiverses. One of the games that I've been streaming the most of lately has been Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Now, Mario Kart 8, you know, it's been out for the Wii U, and I completed every track in the Wii U. Uh, it came out for the uh, Nintendo Switch. I completed every track. I did all the DLC tracks, and now we're getting all the Expansion Pass Plus tracks. Um, but they're saying that the new um, racetracks are coming out August 4th. So <clears throat> this article is by, let me check here real quick. Sorry about that, audio listeners. This article is by, drumroll please, CC Yang. And it says, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's DLC will have brand new racetrack amid returning courses. It goes, Nintendo just unveiled details for the second wave of Mario Kart 8 updates, and fans got a sweet surprise, an original racetrack. Sky High Sunday will be available as part of the next installment of Mario Kart 8 DLC, and it looks incredibly edible. Pretty. I meant pretty. The colorful course is filled with ice cream cones, sundaes, popsicles, and ice cream parlors. Sky High Sunday is so cute, maybe you won't feel as bad when you get hit by a turtle shell from behind. This DLC pack will be the first time that the ice cream themed course has appeared in the Mario Kart series. Aside from Sky High Sunday, seven other classic tracks are being added to Mario Kart 8 as part of the Turnip Cup and the Propeller, Propeller Cup. They include New York Minute, Mario Circuit 3, Calamari Dessert, Waluigi Pinball, Sydney Sprint, Snowland, and Mushroom Gorge. These tracks are remasters of courses from the Super NES, Game Boy Advance, Nintendo 64, Nintendo DS, Wii and mobile versions of Mario Kart. They will soon join the first wave of DLC, which included Coconut Mall, Choco Mountain, Toad Circuit, Shroom Ridge, Sky Garden, Ninja Hideaway, Paris Promenade, and Tokyo Blur. Mario Kart 8 is still selling tremendously well, despite eight years passing since its first release on Wii U, which is probably why we are getting DLC instead of the next installment of the series. However, the DLC have been the subject of some controversy. Fans say that the remastered courses look like a graphical downgrade from the quality that they've come to expect from Mario Kart 8. Nintendo seemed to have made some revisions to brighten up the DLC courses, though players were still divided on whether or not these tracks were sufficiently improved. The second wave of Mario Kart 8 DLC will be available starting from August 4th. It can be bought separately from the base game and is also included with a Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack subscription. The remainder of the DLC will be released through the end of 2023. Sky High Sunday will also be coming to, mo to the mobile Mario Kart store at a later date. So, personally, I am I'm excited because, again, Mario Kart 8 is one of my favorite games. Again, I've played it, beaten it many times. It's a staple in our game nights, Mario Kart 8, uh, Mario Kart Double Dash. And, you know, I disagree with the article where people are saying that the, um, the new tracks look like a downgrade from the old ones. First of all, mm -hmm. the Switch isn't isn't powerful enough to make anything look any better. Yeah, they can get better at development, but there's only so much you can do with the Switch. Even though we've gotten like four revisions, the power of the Switch hasn't changed. So, you know, for people to say, oh, this doesn't look as good as the other one, I completely disagree. I thought they looked great. Um, and, you know, the fact that they're coming out with like 40 more tracks by the end of 2023 is amazing. We don't need a new Mario Kart 8, a Mario Kart game if they're going to keep putting out DLC. And the fact that it's part of the uh, Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack subscription <coughs> is also good because I have that. So that means all I got to do is download the new tracks and we're good to go. But I know you like Mario Kart as well. How do you feel about the new tracks coming out? And then the fact that there's 
a brand new track coming out, not just a remastered version of some of the old tracks. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just as excited as you are. Unfortunately, I haven't played any Mario Kart in quite a bit. Um, I've just really been lacking on, you know, most of my Switch games, yeah. to be completely honest. Um, I have to get on all those tracks. The new track, like brand, brand new track. Um, I'm definitely excited to see what it looks like, how it plays, you know, the ups and downs that you can find in the people who are going to, you know, find the flaws in the map and beat it in under, you know, 10 seconds. Right. There's always that, you know, one person. Um, Mario Kart's a game that I've played, you know, for quite a while when I was younger, and I definitely want to get back into it. And maybe these new maps will finally, you know, compel me to get back in to playing Mario Kart. My friends have it, you have it, so I don't see any other reason why I shouldn't be playing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, do you have the expansion pack? Expansion pack plus? I do not. So one of the things that's actually pretty good about this is if you decide, do you have Nintendo Switch online at least? So yeah. if you have Nintendo Switch online, you pop in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and you play an online game, you can actually play the new tracks online without having to pay the you know extra money for the expansion pack because it's just literally going to put you in a random track. So the chances of you um, playing one of the new 8 or now 16 tracks since the first wave is, is pretty high. So you know, you can literally just go on there if you want to try out some of these tracks and check them out okay. for yourself. So that's actually a pretty cool, you know, caveat, so to speak, uh, for the right. whole thing to get around, you know, paying for the expansion pack plus. But e even though I think it's, you know, it's worth it because if you play um, Animal Crossing, you get the new DLC, mm -hmm. which my wife loves that game. She has like over 100 hours in Mario Crossing. I love, um, you know, Mario Kart. And I forget what the other... Feel, I feel like there's something else there that you get with the expansion pack. Oh, you get the N64 games. You get the Sega games. Oh, and I mean, yeah. there's been some good... I've actually been playing a lot of the Sega Genesis games on there as opposed to the N64. But yeah, there there are definitely um, reasons to get it. But anyways, um, on to story number three. I'll throw that over to you. All right. So this story is going to come straight out of left field. It's awkward. It's weird. But it is what it is. It's the gaming <laughs> community. What are you going to expect? Right, right. So, you know, we all know EA is known for whatever the heck they're known for, for taking people's monies, always having glitches. Yeah, Microtransactions. Yeah, exactly. So the free update for EA's life simulator is causing characters to age rapidly. And the newest Sims 4 update accidentally adds in incest. <laughs> of all things, like, how do you accidentally add that in? Oh, man. Anyways, earlier this week, The Sims 4 received a big free update that added curved walls, body hair, and new wants and fears. It also seems to have accidentally added incestual relationships. Wow. Oh, yeah, and people are right. aging much faster. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, it's crazy. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. But it's a weird time to be a sim. As <laughs> spotted by PC Gamer, Reddit, and elsewhere, Sims 4 players are reporting that after the game's July 26th update, some in-game characters are looking to date family members. One player shared a screenshot of an older woman who suddenly wanted to start a romantic relationship with her own son. That's Another hilarious. player shared 
a bug report with EA stating that one of their male sims wanted to ask his twin sister to be his girlfriend. <laughs> what the heck? Uh, In that same support thread, a player on Xbox shared an off-putting example of a daughter wanting to date her father. What the heck is going on, EA? Uh, you're, you're losing it. You're going crazy. So, according to some Sims 4 players and modders, the likely issue is the newly added Once system, which was seen in older Sims games. The system gives Sims things they want to do and accomplish, giving players more goals to chase. However, it seems that a bug with the system is creating Once that involve romantic relationships with anybody, including other family members. Now, the rest of the article goes on to explain more about the bug and all that other stuff. EA is aware of this. Um, they did go ahead and they put out a statement on Twitter um, at SimGuruNick when and he tweeted, I just wanted to acknowledge that the want to date a family member is something we know about. We've reproduced ourselves. We're working on it. We're looking to get it fixed ASAP. Thanks for all the bug reports. We appreciate it. And we're, of course, working on the aging bug, too. <laughs> so at least at least EA knows that this is something that should have never been in the game. It was a bug. It was a pretty bad bug, yeah, weird I'd bug. Say. And, you know, you can overlook the, oh, my Sims are aging fast. Right. You know, whatever. They're going to die faster than they normally would. But when your Sims falling in love with his five-year-old son or exactly. daughter, that's there's an issue. something, <laughs> yeah, there's something that's just wrong there. It's not right. So hopefully they go and you know, they fix this as soon as possible, like they said in that tweet, because you know there are children that play this game, and you don't want to also give them the wrong impression of anything, right? Um, you know. So what are your thoughts? Because it's definitely off-putting to me. Well. I mean, I understand, like, one, I don't play The Sims. This game, it, it's too boring for me. I, I can't do simulation games. You know, the, I think the most sim game I can play is, like, Forza Horizon or, you know, which that's an arcade game, you know what I mean? But still simulation right. where you're building your car or whatever it may be. My wife loves The Sims because it's very similar to um, Animal Crossing. So she actually has a lot of hours in The Sims as well. Unfortunately, the version we have is the Game Pass, uh, Xbox Game Pass version, so we don't have any of the DLC or anything like that, or I, I feel like she would put a lot more time into it, but right. I can see this happening because a lot of times you hear it in, in a lot of different instances where developers are putting out new DLC or they're putting out um, you know, new content for their game, and in doing so, while programming this game, they go, something else messes up, so... I'm sure it's just something in the code where, you know, they they added all this new DLC and now all of a sudden, you know, the code changed somehow and the, the, the characters in the game aren't seeing their um, brothers, sisters, moms, dads as relatives, but more so just as other people. That's what I'm guessing right. is happening. You know what I mean? So um, I, I don't see a company deliberately doing this or, I mean, it could be, you know, somebody who's like, you know what, I, I hate my job and boom, 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 they type in three letters and all of a sudden, you know, everybody loves everybody in the game, but right. um, <clears throat> I don't think it's a big deal. It, it's good for us because it gives us something to talk about, but I'm pretty sure this will be fixed with it. If it's not fixed already, I'm pretty sure it'll be fixed in, in no time because obviously they're not going to allow it to happen. Um, 
But yeah, that's I think that's it's as simple as you know putting out new content. Something happened in the code, and now you know just the game doesn't recognize that this person is actually your relative as opposed to someone that you know you can bump uglies to or you know hop in the good foot and do the bad thing. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's yeah. um you know it's neither just here nor there. Yeah, just a small little thing. I don't think it's gonna really affect much. So I think um within the next few you know, days or so that it'll be fixed. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, well, on to story number four. I'll let you take the floor. All right, I have a question for you. What's one of the biggest games in the world right now that's been out for three console generations? Oh my god, GTA! You damn skippy. So this story is about GTA Six, though. It's not about GTA Five, um, and it's just. It goes on, um, what am I trying to say here? I feel like I'm having a stroke. And I'm back. It's okay. GTA 6 set in Vice City includes a female star character. That is the big news for today because everybody's clamoring for GTA. I cannot freaking wait for this game to come out. But this Thank is you. written by Eddie McCooch from uh, GameSpot.com. And it says, new information has come to light about the next GTA game. Grand Theft Auto 6 will feature a female playable protagonist and takes place in and around Miami, a.k.a. Vice City. According to, a new, according to a new report, Bloomberg reports that a Latina woman will be one of two leading characters in the game, and the story is influenced by the infamous bank robbers, Bonnie and Clyde. The report also suggests that the original plan for GTA 6 was for it to be more vast in size than any GTA game before, with early designs pointing to a map that could cover large swaths of North and South America. At the time, the project was reportedly codenamed Project Americas. However, management elected to pare things down and focus on one city in particular, a fictional version of Miami, along with its suburbs. None of this is a total surprise, as leaks and rumors suggested GTA 6 would return to Miami, called Vice City in GTA's world, and feature a female protagonist. The report goes on to say Rockstar will continually update GTA 6 over time to add new missions and even entire cities on a regular basis. While GTA 6's rumored Miami map may be smaller than the original Project America's concept, it's still expected to be, sig to be significant in size, the report said. It added that GTA 6 will have, an even, more, will have even more interi interior uh, locations than past GTA games. In terms of the story for GTA 6, the report doesn't offer anything beyond how it may riff on Bonnie and Clyde. The report does state that Rockstar's developers are taking care of, are taking care to not punch down with jokes about marginalized groups, which would be a change from past games that poke fun at all manner of people. As for when GTA 6 might be released, the report said development on the title is progressing slower than some developers expected. The pandemic caused production delays, the report said, but another factor causing the slower development was due to changes at Rockstar to help improve culture and working conditions. Additionally, the design department was said to have been restructured to help workers avoid excessive overtime. With all of that in mind, developers told Bloomberg that GTA 6 is probably at least two years away, putting its potential release date at some point in 2024 at the soonest. <laughs> so, one, I wish this game was coming out tomorrow. I would literally, literally call off the rest of the week and, you know, play GTA 6. But how do you feel about it returning to Vice City 1 and 2 having a Latina protagonist, you know, as a female lead? Look, man, the first thing that comes to my mind right now is, you bad, mummy. You bad, Anyways, mommy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but, man. 
Um, you know, GTA six, that's definitely something that everybody has been waiting for. Um, to hear that it's about two years out kind of sucks, uh, because you know, it's something that we've been waiting for, for a very, very long time. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think GTA five is, you know, just going to casually get thrown to the wayside just yet. Um, new updates and everything keep coming out for it and they're, they're not bad. Um, you know, they kind of still keep you engaged. It's just that I think it's starting to get a little bit old. Right. Um, so, you know, GTA 6 was definitely going to be that refresher, and we still kind of have to wait two years for it. So hopefully they keep up with these, you know, DLCs or um, updates, heists, you know, all this other stuff. So that way they can kind of keep their player base um, intact, I guess. Um you know, going back to uh, Miami, I haven't really played any of the other GTA games, so I can't really speak much on that. Um, I really don't know much about, you know, how Vice City was, how it played, right. all that other stuff. Um, I'm just hoping that it's going to be new, fresh, you know, not a kind of copy pasta, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not something that's just pulled from the old and plugged right into the new and, you know, we'll call it a day hopefully this long development is what's going to give it that time to be something that we've never seen before, something that's new, fresh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think it's going to be, like, copy and paste because Rockstar does a really great job. I mean, there's no GTA game that was, like, the the next, you know? Aside from the first, right. four, first uh, few for the PS1, those felt similar, but when Vice City, San Andreas, and then... Um, just uh, GTA 3 came out for PS2. They were all distinctive, distinctively different. So Vice City was actually my favorite one of the three of those because it was just, uh, it was more, I don't know how to put it, more vibrant, you know, more flamboyant. It was in, it was in Miami, so you can imagine, you know, the yeah. stuff they were doing there. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely excited. I'm excited as a Latina character. You bad, mommy. But, you, you know, bad. it's, um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I'm I'm glad that they're doing it there. And then also it says that, you know, one thing they say is the report goes on to say Rockstar will continually update GTA 6 over time to add new missions and in, and even entire cities on a regular basis. So this could be a full-fledged, you know, um, live service game. Who knows? It could be something where you initially pay your $70, which is what it's more than likely going to cost us. And then right. like GTA Online... It's just going to continue. They may either replace GTA Online, which I'm, I'm feeling that's what they might do, or they keep GTA Online, keep adding, um, updating that, but then with the uh, single-player campaign, um, you know, they just add new cities and they just keep more missions. So that's what I'm hoping happens because I, I was, I'm more so of the single-player kind of guy where I barely right. played anything online. Um, but the, the only thing I really did was me and Andy ran around, found hookers, and we're taking pictures with them doing provocative things, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. Sounds like a fun you time. Can, mommy. So, yeah, but I'm definitely excited. Um, I know there was an article mentioning something um, along the lines of, you know, GTA has gone woke because they have a female protagonist. People just need to chill. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. people are – and who cares if it's female, male? You know, it's going to probably be a great game regardless. Um, one thing, too, that – I wouldn't say worries me, but I know they said Rockstar developers are taking care to not punch down with jokes about marginalized groups. I'm a person where I don't like making fun of people, but 
at the same time, comedy is comedy. You know, stand-up comedy is stand-up comedy. And, you know, hopefully that doesn't downgrade the game to the point where it's just boring. You know, hopefully they can still right. find their comedic chops in this game without having to hurt, you know, marginalized groups. But we'll see. You know, I mean, you know, people are going to, regardless of they doing it or not, people are going to find a way to be upset at the game because, you know, they never really hold back. But we'll see what happens with that. But I'm definitely yeah, excited. Yeah, Two yeah. years cannot come soon enough. Um, I am going to move on to the next report uh, because it has to do with GT Online as well. Um, this nice. one's also from uh, GameSpot.com. And it says, let me see here. Let me bring up the article. You got it. You sorry, can do sorry, it. sorry. Here okay, we go. Okay. Here we go. So it says, GT Online Cops and Crooks mode was can canceled after George Floyd's protest. It's written by Oisin Kunky. I don't know how to pronounce that name, from GameSpot.com. A recent report regarding Rockstar Games claims that the mode, that that mode was quietly shelved due to the protest. A new report discussing workplace conditions at Rockstar Games also claims that a piece of content for GTA Online was quietly canceled in light of the George Floyd protest. Earlier today, a report from Bloomberg discussed details of how Rockstar has supposedly changed its workplace culture, as well as touching on some Grand Theft Auto 6 details. The report also spoke of a piece of planned content called Cops and Crooks that was meant to come to GTA Online, though according to the report, it was shelved without any fanfare. Senior executives reportedly felt concerned over how the content might be viewed in general due to generally rising mistrust of American police at the time of the 2020 George Floyd protests. And according to those familiar with its development, there aren't any plans to bring it back. The mode was apparently planned to be a twist on the children's game, organizing players into good guys and bad guys, which sounds fairly reductive when it comes to such a newest issue, especially at a time like that. As noted by Bloomberg, this follows a number of changes at the company that appear to be more conscious of the general state of politics in the U.S. at this point in time. Earlier this year, it was found that the new gen remasters of GTA 5 had cut transphobic content in the game, and new reports indicate that a Latina woman will be one of the lead playable characters in GTA 6, a major first for the series. So, you know, that was just a kind of a, like a side note. I know that it just seems like, which is a good thing, that Rockstar and their parent company, Take-Two, are really just trying to take out any of these things that may, again, marginalize or, you know, offend anyone. Yes, it's great that they took out these uh, transphobic jokes out of the game because that's not cool. You know what I mean? Um, right. And it's great. And, you know, no one's going to miss a game that was never released, you know, called Cops and Crooks. So I'm sure they can figure out another way to implement that game that doesn't have to do with, say, you know, God forbid, a black character in the game going against a white cop in the game, you know, because that could be something that could be a trigger for someone. And that can get, I hate this word, but that could definitely get Rockstar canceled. So, you know, they're kind of yeah. looking out for themselves. And it's great to see that, um, you know, they're changing the workplace culture. And hopefully, you know, that changes in a lot of places because there's still a lot of, you know, D-bag uh, CEOs out there, like the one from Activision who doesn't care about workplace culture and yep. still gets played millions. But, you know, good job, Rockstar, on that. You know, and once again, hopefully that game comes out sooner than later. But. Moving on yeah. to the next story, I'll toss that over to you. All right, so I'm gonna piggyback off of the piggyback, and we're still gonna stay mm. on the GTA. Very nice. Topic. How much? Very nice. Oh yeah. So nobody expected GTA Online's latest mission to be so terrifying. 
the finale of the new Operation Paper Trail campaign ends with creepy robots and dark corridors. <laughs> so, earlier this week, Rockstar released a massive free update for GTA Online. For the most part, it focused on improving and expanding on what was already in the game. But the update also included a new series of missions involving covert government operations and conspiracies. And this new campaign ends with what is easily GTA Online's creepiest mission ever, surprising many unsuspecting players. The latest update, Criminal Enterprises, was a biggie, helping make the game feel more modern while making it easier to earn in-game cash. It was a solid update, even nerfing the legendarily OP jet bike and adding the ability to run in the casino, which, thank you, because <laughs> walking everywhere sucked. Now, while it did add a really crappy semi-auto rifle that nobody likes, that's a minor blip and an otherwise great patch. So, what the them and many others didn't expect was the spy-themed thriller full of car chases and shootouts to end with a creepy horror game-like mission that's genuinely scary and unsettling. <laughs> they don't want to spoil it for folks who haven't played yet, so this is your spoiler warning. In the final mission, the IAA sends you to a bunker last seen in the Doomsday Heist update. I don't know if any of you guys remember that uh, no. bunker, but it was a really, really cool bunker. Um, it turns out that the super AI developed and housed here wasn't completely erased by authorities back when you raided the place. That's how a rich family was able to control oil prices using a copy of that said AI. Inside the bunker, the power is out, and lurking in hallways and around corners are sleeping robots with human faces. <laughs> Those are the juggernauts from Doomsday, oh, and they were left there to hibernate because apparently the IAA is really bad at cleaning up its messes. These slumbering hulks seem to breathe, or at least make a noise that sounds like breathing. As you walk around in the dark relying on a flashlight, these things will occasionally make other noises and even twitch. They swear that one of them moved when they weren't looking. <laughs> Rockstar made sure to place these juggernauts in specific spots where you'll run into them or will hear them as you explore somewhere else, looking for fuses to get the power back on. The rest of the article goes on to say more about what was going on. I'm just going to stop that right there. But to me, I love horror games, but I'm also genuinely terrified, and I don't <laughs> play them often. I like them. I just can't play. Like, I I'll crap myself to be completely honest. Um, something like this kind of gives me a five nights at Freddy's vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I definitely would love to be able to, um, you know, play that. I might get on GTA with some of my friends and try this out to see how it is, because I know I'm going to be terrified. I'm going to be screaming like a little girl, 100%, <laughs> but you got to see it through my boy. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, so, I don't know. From I some think, of the uh, screenshots and that you're seeing, that I'm seeing at least, on here, it's definitely giving a very Outlast kind of vibe with the very oh, that's dark game, you know, areas and stuff like that. But then giving that animatronic creepy feel from Five Nights at Freddy's. Both of them combined, I think <laughs> it's going to be, or it is going to be, a really, really good 
um, part of the DLC, and I hope other people like it. And if I get to try it out, I hope I like it too. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I know. Um, you know, there's not much to say. GTA Five is literally one of the greatest games ever. You know what I mean? The fact that they can yeah. literally put any type of gameplay into this game that's a third-person shooter. You know, you can. There's 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 a whole game within a game and just rate as a racing sim in here. You know what I mean? Right. There's a whole game within a game as a like a sim where you're managing your business. There's a whole game within the game where you can just collect cars. There's a whole game within the game where, you know, I can, I can go on forever. There's so much to do. There's a yep. You can play 18 holes of golf. You know what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. You can just chill on your yacht. It really doesn't matter. There's people, you know, I think I mentioned this before, where people in real life who have met, you know, that are like long-distance relationships, they get on GT Online with their avatars, and they meet up somewhere. They'll meet up. You know, they're obviously in the same um, server, but they'll go meet up at the golf course or they'll meet up on a yacht or they'll meet up anywhere and have a date on GTA Online. You know, yeah. that's unheard of. Now, yes, there's other games that do that, but you can literally do anything with this game. And the fact now that they're bringing horror elements to this is amazing. You know, I love the Outlast. I never finished it, but that game, you know, I literally pooped my pants a few times playing that game. I haven't played Outlast 2 yet, but I want to. Uh, Five Nights at, Five Nights at Freddy's. Never played it, but I have watched other YouTubers, you know, play the game. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's uh, literally an infinite amount of stuff you can do playing this game. There's literally people who have like over ten thousand hours in this game because it's a sim. It's a sim as much as it is a car game, as much as it is a golfing game, or you just want to go have a drink. You want to get drunk and high? You can do that. You want to go? You know, you can go play a horror game or go get a whore you know either way you're it's good up. so it's like it's nuts it's nuts but i love it i love gta and the fact that um you know there's so much to do in this damn thing it, it's freaking crazy but i do have a question for you um yeah you know how many hours do you have in gta and two you know when is it like when do you think enough is enough for a game like this to continue to you know update and then or just have to move on well, I can't say for sure how many hours I have in GTA because I've had it since the PS3. Now, I have religiously used to play it from PS3, ported it to the PS4, and I used to play it all the time on PS4. Um, and then when it was ported to the PS5, um, I played it a little bit, but I haven't touched it much because I've been, you know, doing other things, playing right. other games, stuff like that. Um Occasionally, you know, I will go back for, you know, helping a friend with the heist or stuff yeah. like that. Um, but I just, I'm not touching the game often um, as of recent. Now, to answer the question on when is enough enough for this game, I can't positively say what is enough. Right. Because none of the DLCs, in my opinion, have been, like, garbage. There's always That's There's crazy. always something that you're able to do something you're able to accomplish i mean i basically reset my game and was able to keep <laughs> doing more stuff that i couldn't do before yeah like you can just keep discovering new things you know yeah i know how to do a heist a lot easier this time we can get it done but there's heists that i haven't seen before haven't done yet so it's just it's continuously updating and there's always that entertainment factor there that yeah. kind of keeps you wanting more um, 
So I think the end of GTA 5 will finally come when GTA 6 does drop. Yeah, I um, think GTA 5 ends. I don't think GTA Online ends. You know what yeah. I mean? So I could see them definitely doing a major update to it because I know usually what they do is, well, at least what they did with GTA 5 for the PS3, they released the campaign, and then I think they didn't release GTA Online for about three to four weeks later. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm assuming they'll probably do something along those lines, re- release the, you know, the initial campaign, and then maybe a couple months later, they'll release a new version of Online, looks better, plays better, and then a bunch of new content. But yeah, you're right. I mean, as long as they keep putting out banger DLC, there's no reason to stop. You know what I mean? So, yep. But enough about GTA. We'll move on to the next story. Um, and it's one that I wouldn't say is near and dear to my heart, but I do have a, a disdain for Facebook and for Meta and for Mark Zuckerberg. But Meta yeah. is raising the price of Quest 2 VR headsets by $100. You read that right. The same headsets are now more expensive. It goes on to say, and perhaps the most surprising tech news, sorry about that, I lost the article here. In surprising tech news, in recent memory, Meta announced Tuesday that the company is adjusting prices on its flagship Quest 2 virtual reality headsets, not to lower the prices of the nearly two-year-old hardware, but to raise them by $100. Starting in August, MetaQuest 2 will cost $399.99 for the 128-gigabyte model and $499.99 for the 256-gigabyte model, model, the company said. On the Facebook store, those models currently go for $299 and $399, respectively. Prices are also going up on MetaQuest 2 accessories and refurbished units, Meta said. In a blog post, Meta, formerly known as Facebook, attempted to explain that the unprecedented hardware price hike will help us continue to invest for the long term and keep driving the VR industry forward with best-in-class hardware, action-packed games, and cutting-edge research on the path to truly next-gen devices. Meta added that costs to make and ship our products have been on the rise. By adjusting the price of Quest 2, we can continue to grow our investment in groundbreaking research and new product development that pushes the VR industry to new heights. The company is trying to soften the blow of a $100 price increase on the Quest 2 by including a free download of popular VR rhythm game Beat Saber. The ga- that game currently sells for $29.99 on the MetaQuest Store. As Meta points out, the company has other VR headsets on its product roadmap, including hardware codenamed Project Cambria. Due to launch later this year, the headset aims to bring remote work into virtual reality and is, and is reportedly priced starting at $7.99. Cambria is just one of four new VR headset models said to be coming from Meta in 2023. In 2023, there will be a new version of Meta's lower-end Quest headset. In 2024, both Cambria and Quest will be refreshed with newer versions. Meta's announced price hike on the Quest 2 comes the same day that The Verge published a report on increasing pressures on Facebook. That's neither here nor there. But that's nuts, man. I'm sorry, but how are you going to raise the price of two-year-old hardware? You know what I mean? Like, Now, I get it, yes, you know. Things are getting more expensive to make, you know, to get the parts, to ship, you know, gas prices, whatever it may be. But, damn, $100 more for something that's two years old. Like, that's just unheard of. I really hope that Sony and Xbox don't go, don't take this route. But it seems like they're actually ramping up production on their hardware. So, I don't think that would be the case. Um, but, you know, how do you feel about this? A $100 price hike on Facebook's. VR headset that's two years old. Yeah, I 
I, I don't agree with it at all. And speaking of, my friend literally just yesterday told me, yo, bro, you should get the MetaQuest 2. It's really cool. I mean, you could play. And I was like, you know what? Cool. I'm, I'll think about it. Well, and you, got, this, you, got, you better go out today and get it because the price is raising yeah. tomorrow. You better order that shit Seriously. On, on Amazon or it's something. It's like $400. And I'm like, man, is it really, you know, worth it? And you're right. right. It's two years old. If you feel like, you know, raising the price for it, just come out with a new model. Exactly. Like, just make a new model and put that new model at the bigger price. It, it just makes sense. For something that's old, it wouldn't make sense to just up up the price. Right. Because it's outdated hardware. You're not putting nothing new in it. Exactly. Why am I paying $100 more for outdated stuff? It doesn't make any sense. On top of that, talking about cushioning the blow <laughs> by making a $30 game free. I mean, I get it. Right. You know, Beat Saber's cool and all, but you're not you're not cushioning anything. You know, people love VR chat more than they love Beat Saber. Seriously. That's what people are there for. Um, you know, and it's it's just I feel like that's probably the stupidest marketing ploy that anybody could think of, you know, and I'm in the same boat with you. I really don't like Mark or, you know, Facebook or why he changed it to meta i just i never really understood it i don't care for it um but i just i think this was a really really dumb move on their end and it might just come to bite them in the rear you know what i mean i think it will i hope it will because one thing that it will do is help playstation because they're going to come out with the psvr too and that's yep. going to come out soon. It might not be by the end of this year, but that's going to be like quarter one next year. They're already, we already know what it looks like, you know. Granted, it's not 100% wire-free, but it's only one wire as opposed to the 14 wires that, you know, the one right here behind, right there behind me is, you know. Yeah. Um, I love that thing. You know, it had great games, but, you know, hooking it up and unhooking it was a pain in the ass, and I haven't played it in a couple years because of that. But I'm definitely getting the PSVR 2, and now that the fact that, um, you know, Meta raised the price by $100. That's going to play in PlayStation's hand. They're going to be like, look, we're coming out with our base model is going to be $299. I'm thinking it's going to be a little bit more than that. It might be like $350. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it is like some, oh, there's a little fly and I caught it. There it goes. But um, they uh, they come out with something at $350 for hardware. It's going to be new hardware, more powerful hardware, and the backing of games, you know, from Sony, which are some of the best games out. They're going to do really well with that. So I'm definitely, you know, once that comes out, I'll be pre-ordering that, you know, the heck with the meta. I know it's pretty good and stuff like that, but I think Sony's going to come out with a banger uh, VR headset here real soon. Yeah. So I, I really do think it's going to come back and bite them in the butt. But I hope uh, so. Yeah. But anyways, moving on, you got one more story for us? So I actually just have a small little tidbit of information that I'm just going to toss in here before we end this. All right. Um, so Scarlet and Violet, I've been talking about it um, for a while now, probably ever since we started this. Um, I have one small leak that has just been released as of a couple hours ago. Um, none of us thought that Eevee was going to get a new evolution. Most of the leaks had been pointing towards Eevee not getting one. I believe someone even said that there is no evolution. Well, I just heard today that there will be a new ground-type evolution. Nice. Base EV is a normal type. Having a ground-type would be pretty cool. I'm going to guess that's going to tie in with what the past part of the game is. 
Um, so hopefully this is, you know, one of those credible leaks. It did come from a somewhat credible source where I'm getting most of my information from. I can definitely keep you guys updated more on that to see if, you know, that leak does come true because everything's constantly changing with this game right now. I'm getting, you know, ifs, buts, yes, no, all the time. Um, so, you know, it's part of that just getting information, right. compiling what's right, what's wrong. Um, like I said, this is the most recent one that just came out. Hopefully, you know, it is true. We have been kind of waiting for a new evolution. Most of uh, most of us have been hoping for one. Um, and a ground type does seem pretty cool. So, you know, hopefully this does, this leak bears some fruit sometime in the near future. And hopefully Nintendo gets their heads out their butts and makes a direct. Yeah, because, man, they need to do that. Yeah, it's like the game's coming out in the next couple months, and we haven't heard anything. Nothing. Like, yeah, some, all the news I've heard, like get. they, if Nintendo doesn't hire you already, you know what I mean? Like, you have all the information. Just tell them, look, I'll do the direct yeah. for you, bro. Seriously, like you know, just actually, you know what? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna send them an email right after we end <laughs> this, and I'm gonna be like, look, just give me the credentials. And I'm going to make the direct right here from my yeah. house. And I'm going to let all the people know what they've been wanting to know with my beautiful face. <laughs> I mean, they're probably going to get more people anyways exactly. with me being there. Exactly. You know what I mean? But I think that's going to end it if yes, you don't sir. have any more stories. Nope. I, that's it for me. All right. So, um, like I did say at the beginning of this, we are on every on any and every podcast service for you guys. If you couldn't catch us live, um, I'm sorry. You must be sorry. It does kind of suck because getting us live is pretty awesome. Yeah. But we will be up on YouTube later after this. Um, we are going to be on uh, all podcasting services: Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it. Oh, we're there. Um, oh my God! Did you just hit puberty? What was that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, baby. Yo, yeah, he, <laughs> he needs to get that voice changer to get what I get on the normal. Oh damn! Yeah, baby. But from Brian and from Mo, we are looking good and we are feeling good. We will see you next time. Yes, Deuces. Sir. Peace.